0: What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner with my co-host Miss Elena Delray. How are you today?
1: I'm good. I lost my voice a little bit, but I'm good. Why
0: did you Why did you lose your voice?
1: Um, what did I you was, do
0: this weekend, Lena? Some, 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 some raging, some
1: Some raging. We had our holiday party Thursday which was really fun, I got a little, little cray cray, and then immediately after, straight from my holiday party, I drove six hours to West Virginia wow. to go snowboarding. That was interesting.
0: How many, are you a, you're a snowboarder? Yeah, Or a skier? I,
1: snow, snowboarder, and I mean that very loosely, that term. Um, I've been twice in my life, <laughs> and I refuse to ski, so I, would yes, I'm a snowboarder, again, and, loosely, I am a snowboarder. (laughs) Nice.
0: And so Thursday started out with our American Brew Holiday Christmas Party. It was great. That was like a highlight of 2020. It was fun. So much fun. We had a good time. Uh, yeah. I made the mistake bringing the kids thinking it was uh I don't know why we didn't even think to get like a sitter. It was like we, It was
1: kid friendly party we was are you
0: talking. No, you don't remember any of it. It was definitely not kid friendly party. It was one of those things where I was like, Oh my gosh. I was, I should, I was like, just go run laps, kids. Get <laughs> so out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then trip fell in a puddle and got all muddy and um and then you left. You went snowboarding. I went snowboarding. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I actually grew up on skis. Really, and now I snowboard. How long have you been snowboarding for? Snowboarding probably like five years, six okay. years. Yeah, can you do any? But sweet I did tricks. I, yeah. Well, I like to go to the park. Oh, but like okay. baby jumps. I'm not by any means. I'm not good at <laughs> all. It's like one of those things where I'm. I'm decent. I'm yeah. okay. Um, uh, a lot of it, you know. You wore a helmet, didn't you? Did you oh, wear a helmet? Hell okay, Because yeah. for the first probably year, whenever I was snowboarding, I didn't. I didn't wear a helmet. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I, I had like a pretty bad fall. One, yeah, and I was like, all right, I need to wear a helmet. It's and, definitely uh, a
1: different sensation. Like I've tried to compare it to snowboard or to like surfing or skating. Yeah, you, when you fall, you just jar yourself. Oh my god! I was. I got beat the fuck up. Yeah, I got beat up. I only went, so I was there for a weekend. And I only went one day because, I mean, we had Friday, Saturday, and then we left Sunday morning. So I went all day Friday. And at one point, I was like, I, I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, you got to go on without me. I was like, I'm dying Take over it here. Take slow, yeah. I, you know, it gets to a point where it's like you can only get knocked down so many times. You're like, okay. How's I'm your in. How's your ass? My ass is fine. It's my knees. Oh, I felt a huh. lot face forward.
2: Uh, <laughs> more so
1: than on Backwards. my back. Yeah, it was my knees and my neck were killing yeah. me. My neck felt like there was like mm. a... A, a mass on it because it was so swollen. Did, did you get like uh, I think just blood. from like bobbling my head around <laughs> on the fucking ground. <laughs> just skipping like a stone. <laughs> I didn't do uh, bad though. Like it, w- it wasn't terrible. I mean, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not Sean White or anything. Mm-hmm. Not even close, but... No. I got down the mountain twice with no falls. That's
0: good. That's really good. So... Otto's a skier. He's a skier. He's a skier. And my other boys, they snowboard. Mm-hmm. And I I was a pretty avid skier growing up. And I was more f- afraid of... I, I felt like the potential of me getting injured on skis was a lot greater than getting injured yeah. on my snowboard, just like twisting a, a knee yeah. or something. So that's why I ultimately went went to snowboarding. But it's pretty cool now because if I'm out on the mountain with Otto, I can just put a pair of skis on and I can ski backwards with him as he like kind of goes that's down so the, the mountain. Or I can put my uh, my board on and yeah. So It's fun. It is a lot of fun. I, I think that it's one of the... I want to go back. Yeah. We don't get a lot of snow here in Virginia Beach, but Snowshoe for us, if you're in Virginia then then you're familiar with this, but it's like six hours yeah, west. It's northwest. like
1: borderline West Virginia. Yeah.
0: Virginia. It's like really
1: close. Mm-hmm. Um we have two other ones, but they're they're not as big as Snowshoe. There's Massanutten and there's uh Wintergreen. Yeah. I've never been to I've ever Wintergreen's good, decent. But. So
0: do you think was this like the highlight of twenty twenty? For me. For you. Um, what, what was your highlight of twenty twenty? The best thing?
1: Uh, okay, this sounds really cheesy, but it's not like a moment. It, it was a decision, and it was coming to American Brew, because, like, I mean, I got this great opportunity. Now I'm on a podcast. I love my coworkers, and it's just brought, like, a lot of joy in mm. my life. So, you know, good. joining American Thank Brew you. was probably, like, one of the best things that's happened to me, not in 2020, but ever, because wow. of everything that I've just gone from. Being in this environment, so cool. very thankful. Well, we're for the very, goal of AB. we're
0: very appreciative of you too, Lena. Thank you. L- Lena adds a little bit of spice to the day always. So I'm always
1: quick with a sexy joke or <laughs> yeah. sexual Why sexy, joke? sexual joke? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or just something dumb. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you'll catch me dancing. Mm-hmm. Just in the kitchen, yep. Or eating turkey sausage.
0: So I'm trying to think of like, yeah, my, what's yours? Um, I definitely. Shoot, that's a hard one for me. I, it's I really, really I like,
1: think oh, back on the year.
0: Yeah, I think that I know this is probably going to be opposite for oh, like what a lot of people think, but I'm really thankful. I don't want to say I'm thankful for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just exited out of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> like, God I'm not, damn it. You know, there we American Brew 100% suffered from COVID. All of my companies suffered from, from COVID and the economy. But what I am thankful for the most is that it made me slow down. And I was at a point where before COVID I, and I, I still work a lot. Um, I don't know if people, if I'm like necessarily considered a workaholic, but, um, I, even when the kids would be watching a family movie, I would still have my computer out and I would basically be working. I was actually having this conversation with blue last night. Um, when COVID happened, it forced me to slow down. It gave you an
1: opportunity you didn't have before. It
0: did. And it gave me a moment with my family for us to all be home. Because before COVID, and I was traveling so much. I was traveling so much. I had all these obligations. And um, it. I was truly, truly thankful for that. And it made me appreciate how much I really enjoyed being home and, and being a mom. Um, so that was one of the highlights that I had for 2020 for sure. 2020. And I I know that, you know, it's I guess it's kind of the silver lining because it is a silver lining. Yeah. I mean we we no doubt if if you're a small business, probably ninety-five percent of us we we suffered through through COVID. A lot of us are still suffering. And the unfortunate part of that is that some of us will never, will never be able to regain what we lost. Um, I hope that is not the case for you, but I think for, for many of us, like it did for me, it, it, I I think it brought us together closer as a team here also at American brew, because it was one of those situations where we had to stop and we whole, I decided to halt business to bring business to a stop for like, three or four days and we figured out another plan and we just, we just worked through the adversity of that. And we were one of the
1: few, I think that yep. have consistently been open. Cause I had a lot of uh, friends who are in the service industry, restaurant yeah. industry, and they're like, yeah, we're out of jobs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. It was important to, yeah. to keep it running. But um, besides that, I would say the other highlight I, I don't know maybe maybe that's it I'm sure there was something else uh well I we the I did the, the forty hour run <laughs> we raised a lot of money for the kids in that Haiti really and we cool. also uh you know it's like through that and like through the hardships like we still had we raised almost like I think it was like. $15,000, $13,000 wow. for the kids in Haiti, and that's not even including all of the packages that we had delivered here for the kids in Haiti. Remember oh, that? Yeah, 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 Everybody, yeah. all of you guys from all over the world, all over the the states, you guys send packages to American Brew for Maison Fortune the kids in Haiti, and we were able to get those down to Hollywood, Florida that was on a shipping container out to Haiti. It's like you, you know I know that a lot of us suffered and and there was a lot of hard things that we went through, but there was some really beautiful good moments things, yeah. and good things that came through that came through all of this. Um, so, and then speaking of like all the good things, like we, we had a lot of good ga- guests and yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what mm-hmm.
1: was your reborn? Podcast? Yeah. Oh,
0: my favorite reborn podcast
1: or was your, one of your favorite moments? Cause we love um, all of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Um, Ooh, my favorite Reborn podcast. It's been... So I'm a very uh, kind of like a closed off person. I'm not one to just... I don't I don't just make small you don't talk everyone, with people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't really just like make small talk with people just to like talk to somebody. Mm. I think that relationships are huge to me and getting to know somebody. Because once you're in my bubble. Like you're like, you're like family. You're like in my bubble, like, you know, and I'll share and tell anything. And, you know, um, so it was definitely in the beginning of the podcast, I was 100% uncomfortable with just popping off conversations with these people and not truly knowing them. I, you know, I'm really big on just like knowing people and relationships. And that was, um, that was a challenge for me. Uh, so that being said, I, I, I have to have say I have two categories. Um, okay. One Which, for like the people that I already knew. Okay. Um, and that would be I really cherished the podcast that I was able to have with my mom. And I don't think that you were here for that one. No, I
1: wasn't a part of the uh, Reborn yeah. team at that point. Yeah.
0: So the one with my mom, I was just able to... Um, definitely like let all of my guards down and be transparent about a lot of the struggles I have faced as, uh, an athlete and like running a small business. And, um, we talked about my father and just Mm. kind of how the roots of that foundation and how strong my mother is, how that has kind of, um, it's, it's built me up to who I am today. So that was definitely really special to me. Do you think that
1: podcast brought you two closer? I do, actually. Anything it, yeah. it Strengthened strengthen
0: your relationship with your
1: mom? Because she's always, she's always around. I've met your mom a few times at this yeah. point. And every time you have, like, a big feat that you're going up, your mom's she, yeah, always she there. Comes, yeah. She was here
0: for the 40-hour run. Yeah, my mom's a very strong-willed person. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and this the, the podcast like with my mother, mom, like daughter. That, that was the one <laughs> podcast that I actually cried in. I'm not a very emotional person, but... Mm. Um, uh, yeah I'm not a very emotional person but I did especially talking about my father and some of the things that she brought up with my team that nobody else knew some of the the trials and stuff that I went through I got extremely emotional because I was really vulnerable so uh, that was a really good one we can check that out now clip with my mom even dating back to Mimi your mom she was a female entrepreneur yes and she she was the biggest influence in my life and
3: it just kind of It just kind of trickles down Uh, her her influence I think
0: you know how did she start the uh, company that she had
3: well uh, she got into the kind of a situation that I ended up in too also her husband um, died suddenly and uh, there was a downsizing in the company she worked in and they were planning on manufacturing these filters when he retired and so Man, there's a crazy story about that of how we got started, but we don't have time for all that. No, I I remember it. You guys would
0: go dumpster diving.
3: <laughs> we were trying to find out how you, you would know, go dumpster diving to figure one. out how this company was was manufacturing these filters. <laughs> we needed to know where they got their product because they, you know, we just wanted to know how to do it. So that we did a little bit of that.
0: Uh, so you gotta. I, I need. I just want you to paint the picture for me because I I have heard Mimi's told me the story of how you guys would go dumpster diving to figure out how to make these air we filters. We only did this one time. But I like, were you like, did you have like a mask on? No. Like, we like just, bandits We went behind what? the building.
3: Was it dark? And, no. <laughs> it wasn't even no. dark? It
0: wasn't, sorry. It was,
3: no. Um, they just had, you know, their empty boxes and stuff that said where the products came from. And from there, we just researched it and uh, we just started from there.
0: So and that that started the company Electrostatic
3: Yeah. yeah. Air it? Cleaners Incorporated. Air Cleaners yeah. Incorporated. And we made electrostatic air filters. Mimi for, started
0: that. And yeah. you were she was the president and you were the vice president.
3: Right, I was the vice president, engineer, um yeah cooking bottle washer. So
0: are there any stories of, I mean, it was, so this is a female-female-ran company. Right. Back in the time where there wasn't a whole lot. You didn't see, lot. like, a female-female, female, female, female yeah. like...
3: And the business it was, the air cleaners and the filters was pretty predominantly, you know, into manufacturing, so I was having to deal with men a lot, yeah. and um, I didn't have an engineering background, mm-hmm. but um, it it just, yeah. So, it, so that was, was there, a challenge. Was there anything
0: to where, like, you had to basically level up whenever you would have to talk to these companies that were, you know, dominated by men and you're trying to sell them? No, I
3: don't remember that. I just remember, you know, in when I would be in a meeting, it would just be all men and, you know, trying to sell them. No, no. And it was just, I liked sales and it was, you know, um, you'll get some. You know, you may have to go knock on ten doors, and maybe one will open. And and we did really well. We started from the bottom and worked up and started from the bottom as in going as through dumpsters. In, as in, yeah, <laughs> and and we made them by hand, and we could make like six or eight filters in one day, up to when we got bigger and more better equipment and stuff.
1: Okay, so what's okay. the second category? What was your favorite? Because that was like your personal people yeah, you know. That I, that I already knew yeah.
0: and kind of deepening that. So stranger My, danger. Who so was your yeah, because and now, but as, <laughs> as we've done these podcasts, though, and bringing people on that I normally wouldn't just go up and have a conversation with, I, I am genuinely now looking forward to meeting the people. the people that we can have on here yeah. learning more about their story because I'm realizing that. Like we learn from that as well. Mm. Just having a conversation. I've definitely with like
1: took, taken some lessons from the people that I've met so far. Yeah. And I I now use that in like my everyday life. Like Matt Frazier, that was one of my favorites. Like you you know, he always said, you know, it's the little decisions that can basically break down your goal. And, like, you have to make the conscious decision every day Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, what's going to get me closer to my goal and what's going to take me further away? Mm -hmm. And I really, really, like, that stuck with me. I was like, huh, maybe just, like, you know, eating this pastry is you know yeah it's one time it's a little sum some, some but like you know how many
0: times is one time during the yeah. year Matt, Matt Frazier sure was good yeah that and was. he was so dedicated to his craft and, and he, yeah he, his he taught NRG me was awesome. he taught me that it's and, and especially going into 2021 is that it's okay to be selfish to be selfish with your time and right. it was almost like I already knew that but even it feels like good hearing, hearing it from something from someone, someone else, else yeah
1: it validates what you already felt and you're like okay I'm not crazy for wanting this for myself. Yep. Yep. That's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's a highlight from our podcast with Matt Frazier and how that unfolded.
4: I mean, I'm, I'm very open about, you know, my home life and, you know, my relationship with, with friends and family. Um, and a lot of people take it the wrong way. Um, a lot of people associate being selfish with being a bad person or kind of leaning towards that side. Um, so I think it gets perceived incorrectly when I, when I say it of the last six years of my life, I've been incredibly fucking selfish. Um, you know, my best friend was getting married and he's having a bachelor party and it wasn't like out all night in Vegas type thing. It was like they rented a beach house in Cape Todd or something. And like it was, you know some of them are sleeping on the floor, they're drinking heavy, they're just eating whatever. And I had to tell them like, sorry, I can't go. Um, and it's a completely selfish decision. You know, hopefully, my friend's only getting married once in his life, and I can't be there for the celebration. Um, luckily, the people I had in my life, you know, uh Sammy, my now fiancé, uh my business manager, and one of my best friends, uh, my my network of friends all understood my goals. And so when I had to t- kind of tell them like, sorry, can't go, can't be there for this. Can't go out to dinner. Can't stay out late and catch a movie with you. Um, There was no questions. They, they understood. Um, I'm sure there were some people that um, didn't appreciate my decision-making and didn't see the bigger picture of it. And I'm sure those friendships just kind of dwindled out, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know, it's kind of the same thing as, Like when, when your habits change, your people, places and things change, and it's not a bad thing, you know, there's like, you know, when, when you quit drinking, uh, you know, you're going to lose your drinking buddies. And it's like, well, the one common thing that we had to share isn't a thing in my life anymore. So it kind of falls to the wayside. So I was lucky enough early on that I had a network of people around me that understood my goals and. And they completely enabled it and supported it.
0: I am super excited to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene that's safe, simple, and effective. That means you can expect only the best products made from the best materials to give you the best grooming experience possible. Now, I know the name can be a little misleading because it's called Manscaped. I think they should create a Womanscaped. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie that before, because I, I got one of these for Blue before he he was gone for a really long time and I knew that he probably needed a lot of help below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually had it wrapped for him and put aside because we mess like we missed uh, birthdays, we missed anniversaries, we missed like a couple different holidays, Father's Day. S- yes, yeah, so for every holiday? it is. Yeah, it's perfect for every holiday. But I ended up I wrapped it for him, but I ended up unwrapping it and using it and then wrapping it back and putting it back because I mean at first whenever I started learning about Manscaped I was like oh it's like it's a Manscaped product this is going to be and then the more I started reading about Manscaped and like all of the ads and stuff I was like dang this is like why is it called Manscaped like I want to I want to dabble like I want to play and um so anyway so ladies it's not like it's it's definitely not a secret don't let the name fool you they're not just for men so I am excited to be one of the first people to try the new lawnmower 3.0 water resistant body trimmer that has just been released by Manscaped This third-generation trimmer comes with a ton of new upgrades, like a powerful 7,000 RPM motor and a quiet stock technology. Don't let anybody know what's going on behind the doors. It has a premium 90-minute lithium-ion battery with rapid charging dock powered by a USB, which means it's cordless and water-resistant, perfect for trimming in the shower with virtually no mess. And check this out. This LED light illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. And seriously, they've thought of everything like a built in adjustable training guard so you can choose your own adventure when it comes to length and design. Draw a star. Draw a star. <laughs> When you visit manscaped.com to get your own lawnmower cordless body trimmer, be sure to include the peak hygiene plan with the peak hygiene plan included. You'll get a replenishment of all of your favorite manscaped products straight to your door hassle-free getting a new replacement blade for your body trimmer. Every three months means you'll always be getting a close clean trim. Oh, and did I mention that each subscription pack also comes with a free gift. This month, I got a foot duster antibacterial foot deodorant, which is perfect for my gym bag. And those of you who know, I never wear socks. So having a foot duster antibacterial foot deodorant available and accessible all the time is freaking genius. For a limited time, just because you're a subscriber to my channel, you are getting a special 20% off discount plus free international shipping when you visit manscaped.com and you use the promo code, all caps, A-S-H-H-20 at checkout. When you bundle with my promo code, you're also going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs so ladies what are you waiting for it's time to ditch the pink razor and upgrade your grooming game with the big boys yeah so uh, looking back on 2020 a lot of the podcast i mean we had taler ty We had Tyler from Falco K9. Tyler. Um, we had Dara. Dara, the Olympic um, swimmer. We had Tia. Toomey. We had Johnny James. Yep, that was a great who one. Who was probably the girl's favorite. I know everybody here was like, <gasps> is he coming to the brew? I wish. <laughs> uh-huh. I wish. And just, he is just such a genuine guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, lives on a farm. He's a model. He's um, a dad. He, a dad. Yeah. A girl's dad. He's, he's an awesome, awesome role model, I think, for... Men and women, um, but golly, as far as my, I really like Sam Ocho, which was before your time. Yep. He was an NFL. Um, and you guys kind of talked about like social media presence, and I think I think that's huge. The, it was about the pressures of social media and how you allow social media, or how it's easy to allow social media to, like prevent you or put a cap on showing the real you and not being vulnerable. And I think that is so important, especially for a lot of um, younger and up and coming people who have a voice um, on social media that they feel like that they can't be their true self. So here's a clip from Sam Ocho and a little bit about that podcast. Why, why do you think that you felt that pressure through social media to be Like, where does that come from? Because, you know, having uh, like just being like who you are and part of the NFL and having that position. uh, I mean, it's a lot like I I can totally relate having a platform and just having. It's a responsibility, you know, there's lots of little kids who look up to you, your family and the players on the field. Like, what was it specifically that made you feel like that you had to keep so much in?
2: It was just the pressure. I feel like it was that pressure of feeling like I always had to perform, number one. And number two, so much in sport or even social media, so much of our accolades are dictated by our performance. Mm -hmm. So it's this idea that if you perform well, then you will be liked well or you'll be liked more. The better you perform, the better you're liked or loved. So It's almost this association between positive performance and love. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, whether it be through social media, through just watching TV, through living life, we have this association with positive performance or even good looks Mm -hmm. and love. Hey, I look good. So they're going to love me. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I, or I played well, so they're going to love me. Or I wrote, I did something that people accept or appreciate. And that's, and and what I'm realizing is that there's something deep inside of us. a lot of us don't even realize that we have, that is really the source of our strength. And here's what I mean by that Uh, as an athlete, right? It's like, man, you're so good at this sport. Well, I'm good at the sport because of the, the, the passion I have inside of me, right? The, the, the emotional person that I am, right? I put all my passion, I wear it on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me great at football. But people say, well, no, Sam, you're just great at football. No, the, real, the truth of the matter is that, no, I love you for you, not because of what you do, but because of who you are. And that's what happened. I, lo- I told you earlier, I lost a mentor. And he was a 70-year-old man. He's my next-door neighbor when I used to live in Phoenix. What did, what did he mentor married- you in? Well, it, what, I, what I mean by that is when I say mentor, uh, he was just our neighbor he was our neighbor and I had just gotten married, right? I was you know, 22, 23, just met my wife and my wife was actually from Nigeria. There's a whole nother story there. And uh, we, you know, we had just got married and he'd been married for 40 something, almost 50 yeah. years. And so I just sat in his office saying, Hey man, I'm trying to figure it out. So just give me what, you know, teach me. And so we just, it was one of those kind of relationships. And yeah. so that's, that's why I use the word mentor and we'll fast forward five years after I moved, switched teams, we kept in touch and and uh, I saw a message he had posted on Facebook asking for permission to go.
5: Wow. And I'm wondering
2: what he was talking about, right? Cause he, so he had cancer and it wasn't getting better. And so he finally posted on Facebook asking for permission to leave. And so I call him up. His name was Jerry. I says, Jerry, what's going on? He says, man, the cancer's not getting better. I'm um, also, by the way, he's a man of faith. He's like, dude, I'm just ready to see Jesus. Like I'm ready to go go yeah. home. That's what he said. And so I said, well, well, give me what you got, man. Like, give me what you got. And so he said, Sam, in my 70 years of life, um, he said, he said the thing I really want you to know is he said two things. Number one, right, man of faith. He says, man, get to know Jesus intimately. Mm-hmm. That's what he said, right? Just get to know God. God wants to be known, right? And then the, the other thing that he said, he said, I also want you to know that you are worth getting to know. Mm-hmm. He said, never forget that. You're worth getting to know. And those would be the last words I ever heard from my friend, from my mentor. So this idea of being known and being seen not for what you do but for who you are is what this book is all about
1: okay so now that blue's not here he's he's at home right with
0: uh, the boys i mean he could be spying on us out there in that tree <laughs> looking in
1: what listening. was that like <laughs> having him on the show and uh, like to, having people message you and be like oh my gosh Blue. yeah
0: uh, so I had to do a lot of persuading. At first, <laughs> at first, you know, I told him like months in advance. I was like, "Hey, you should come be on the podcast." You know, of course, he was like, "Yeah, sure. Like I can do that." Then as it got closer, he was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think you know. He doesn't really like. He's not really in the spotlight at all. But no. um, he, it's like he's. It's almost like he's always around, but he's never." like he's always
1: he he's the wallflower he's watching all the shit go down he's just taking it in um
0: it was good to hear him like his perspective on a lot of things and how anything shock you or surprise you um just i it it, i have to say that it's very rarely (laughs) and as i'm saying this i'm like we need to do better at it but it's hard for us to have time just together because yeah, I mean, you got we don't kids. have family here yeah. either. He's gone. I'm working. It's something that we have to constantly work on. And, um, it was just good to sit here and just to have, have like a, a little conversation. drink and have, yeah. yeah, to it have a fun. conversation. It with was him. fun. The
1: dynamic between you two. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we're, we're, we're different in a lot of ways. And, but, I see a lot of
1: similarities. Yeah, which is why
0: we butt heads a lot. And (laughs) I could literally just... (laughs) Just... Karate just, Yeah. <laughs> hey, I
1: think that's every relationship. Sometimes you just want to sh- shake them. Yeah. But then you're like, oh. But at the end of the day, we kind yeah, <laughs> of. Yeah, it's worth it. So Uh-oh. we should definitely yeah. take a look so, at. Yeah, so yeah, we'll go ahead Blue. and uh,
0: take uh, take a second and watch a clip from uh, Blue and here. I's discussion. <laughs> and, uh, on relationships. Yeah, I would like to have him on again, though. So we'll see. Maybe 2021. 2021. Get him on again. <laughs> so enjoy this clip. I think the biggest challenge that that we have in our relationship and like what we continue to have to work on is that, first of all, I think it has to be really difficult to be in a relationship with a female like myself. One, because I have a a life that is so fast paced. There are Mm -hmm. so many things happening and firing in all different directions constantly that it's almost like if he were to miss a day or to miss a beat... He's, like, totally just, like, left behind. Yeah. And so figuring out a way to, like, be able to communicate with him to kind of keep him up to date, which I think is probably – he hasn't admitted to me that he has social media, but I think that he has social media because he's led on to some things that he knows or that he would try – because he would, like, try to catch up with my life to yeah. be like, what is she doing? Oh, great. She's going to run 40 hours. <laughs> Good to <Yeah>. know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, Glad but, we talked about that.
6: Yeah, and I
0: think, but, but there's times, I mean, there, there's lots of times and, like, spaces that go on that I, I can't talk to him, that I have to make the decisions on my own. Yeah. I have to be confident enough to make the decision, the right decision that I think that if he were to be here, what, what he would suggest that I do. You have to and, get in his
1: mindset.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It is tough being a female and, and being at home and, and running the house, taking care of the house, <laughs> taking care of the kids, running the business. And so this is kind of a funny story. Um, So Blue does, like, most of the cooking. Okay. i have honest. Yeah, I believe that. He does. Wait,
1: why oh. do you say that?
0: <laughs> why? <laughs> have you seen? I haven't cooked for you. Well, I've
1: seen in the kitchen here at American Brew, and you help out. You definitely do, but... I don't know. I just definitely see. And really? now that I've gotten to know Blue a little bit better, I definitely see that he he loves to cook. Between That's the awesome. two of us, do you
0: like to cook? I hate cooking.
6: I I'll tell you what, when I when I got back, I did not want to cook. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted my meals to be provided for me. Yeah. Which I yeah. I love. I enjoy like ex- experimenting, like mm-hmm. taking a couple of things and like throwing it together and seeing I'm if I'm so it, like, bad at that. Works. Yeah.
0: I, the, this last time that he left I leading up to, you know, I didn't know when he was going to leave. I knew that he was going to leave soon, but like, I, 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 didn't know. I didn't know when I mm. probably had like 24, 48 hours to know like exactly when he was going to be leaving. And leading up to that though, because I, I had realized that I had be I felt like I became soft. I got so used to him being at home and cooking like 80% of the meals. And I'm not kidding. Like after he left, it would be like 4, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. I haven't fed my kids yet. I don't know what I'm going to feed the kids. And I'd be like, literally, for the first probably two weeks, they got chicken nuggets
2: <laughs> every single night.
0: And it was they're usually probably, stoked. It was, it was chicken nuggets or crustables and, like, apple slices or orange slices it, every it now, or macaroni a, and They got fed.
6: Yeah, it, but it got to a point like where I came back and they're like, oh, thank goodness, we don't have to eat chicken nuggets anymore. <laughs> <Whatever>.
0: <laughs> no. What? That is yeah, I love that lies. Is nothing wrong with that. That is yeah. lies. I got good. I, got, I ended up getting my Traeger. I was gonna yeah. say you know, I got good you at cooking. Lie. T- yeah, I, I. Oh, and your guacamole. Yeah, that's my favorite guacamole. My guac. Um, I yeah, I, I ended up getting good at cooking. Like you made some creative probably. things on your grill. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. saw you made a pizza once. I, I did. Like, yeah, I even so thought good. about it's the best pizza I've ever had on my Traeger. Yeah. The Traeger's so, incredible.
1: Yeah, it looks cool.
0: I haven't yeah. seen it. in
6: some person of the best. some of the best steaks I've ever. Yeah, yeah,
0: you've cooked the last two meals on the Traeger. But it was, it was in that moment, like after it was almost like, okay, he left. It took me like a little bit of like, probably like a couple of weeks to really get in the groove and to realize like, okay, nobody's there to help me pick up the slack. Nobody's there to help me with the kids. Nobody is there to help me make decisions or to even like bounce off ideas of whatever is going on. Like I have to be the one you were that like has to legit step up. like mama wolf. Like. I had to do everything. I had, to, you know, all of it. And but once I got into that routine, you know, and and I I got it down. Like I I feel like I crushed it. We crushed you had a good it. Schedule. Yeah. Like you were like here yep. at
1: certain times, you're with the boys at certain times. You made it clear like this is when I'm available, this is yep. when I'm not, this is when I have time for this. You were on a set schedule. Yeah, almost. don't
0: call me unless the brew is burning down. No, yeah.
1: no. <laughs> Ashley, even though she had everything on that, she was always here helping us yeah. out when we needed it because we had some bumps
0: in the road. But you know what? was honestly because I needed a break from the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I like,
1: babysit my knees, so I'm, like, with my sister, and she's like, can you just can you just freaking watch her for, like, yeah. ten minutes? She's like, I just, I just need, a break. need a moment. <laughs> need a break. Need a break. I'm like, I'm so
0: happy I don't have that
1: yet, Yeah. But like,
0: eventually it will be me. Yeah. <laughs> but it, was, it was after he came back that it was almost like, like this sigh of like, whew, wow! Like yeah. I did that. Looking back, I didn't realize that I was in that zone of like just having to step up and be like the alpha and take care of everything. And then, and then I realized it really truly made me appreciate the times that he is home and like how much that he does for the family. Yeah, and helping the out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: No, it's it's honestly an incredible feat what Ash has been able yeah. to do. Um I mean, you. Multiple businesses, three boys. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I'm like,
1: I don't have much on my plate and I'm struggling. Yeah, it's
6: absolutely incredible what she's able to do when she puts her mind to it. So it's definitely one thing I envy a lot about her Um, is her ability to just make decisions, make things happen, and yeah, just get it done.
1: It's awesome. That's That's a good hubby. (laughs) That's a good hubby.
0: All right, guys, girls, ladies, I'm really excited to um, announce a new sponsor that we have for the podcast. It is the Legends brand. It's a new favorite men's athletic apparel brand. It's based right in L.A. I'm really excited about this. I'm always snatching oversized sweatshirts, super comfy hoodies um, from my husband's side of the closet. And I am actually getting him some of these clothes as a gift this Christmas, The products are high quality um, with all of the performance features that you can expect as an athlete, but the style and comfort that makes for all day wear, which is extremely important for our lifestyle. They have some really cool versatile versatile offerings like the Hathorne Tech hoodies and the joggers. They feel incredible. They look amazing and they definitely won't break the bank. A lot of the athletic brands now are charging $100 or more for hoodies and sweats, Legends hoodies and joggers are only $75 right now. So take advantage of that. The Legend brand combines high-tech materials with fashionable styles. And seriously, the gear they've sent is perfect for our lifestyle. The workout gear that's great for kicking around the house and going out in town. So go ahead and visit the legendsbrand.com forward slash reborn and use the promo code reborn20 to get 20% off of your next purchase. That's the legendsbrand.com forward slash reborn and use the promo code in all caps reborn20, save 20% off, make your special someone happy this holiday, get yourself a little something and enjoy.
1: So you Um, had, uh, we've had a few guests. One I was a part of with Dara Taurus, but then you also talked to the creator of P90X, Tony Tony Horton. Yeah, both of these people really just defied age. They said they gave you a big old,
0: to, <laughs> I, I felt a, so. Tony was one of my first guests, and I felt I felt a little silly because I literally couldn't stop like looking at him and giggling because I couldn't <laughs> believe how he just looked so good at the age of sixty. He's, yeah, in his sixties, right? Of doing. What it is that he does, Damn, and he's the creator of P ninety X. When
1: P ninety X? I literally remember seeing all the infomercials for it, like on TV. I remember like waking up at three a.m. in my parents' living room, and P ninety X like infomercial was blasting <laughs> in the background because yeah. I left the TV on. Yeah, it's been around for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Tony, Tony Horton. I mean, and he's still his functional movements and everything that he's doing. I mean, he there's really no limit to. To what you can do right. with age, you can still be active, and I think that your workout style has to change. Like he's not putting, you know, two hundred and fifty pounds on his back and squatting anymore. Oh, wait, I mean, he might be. I don't think he is. I think he's doing a lot of functional movements. Um, yeah, a lot of functional type movements. Um, and then there Dara, was a
1: swimmer. She she got a, a, a Olympic gold medal at like four in her forties, yeah, and 40s. she started when she was like. 15 yeah
0: and she's and one of the most the age, decorated athletes ever. yes I think she is the most decorated athlete and at the age was at the age of 30 that she went and met 33 that she had a meeting with somebody to try to get sponsored and yeah and he was like aren't you a little too old to be doing the olympics and she said can you fuck imagine? you and yeah. she won a
1: cold fucking medal yeah dude <laughs> that's and badass. now she's the
0: most decorated she's a swimmer she has one daughter yeah. so she did all of this after she had her daughter i think we have a clip um, of that yeah, let's, we, check sh- yeah that. let's check out that one out uh, let's check out dara torres and tony uh mr tony horton I never had the intention or thought of
7: ever going back and training for another Olympic team. Yeah. Here I am 39 years old, just had a baby. Um, my boyfriend who started swimming again too, he had sw- swam in college. We, he had some, that whole nine months that I was swimming and he hadn't swum so many years. And he said, let's go to one more meet, you know, at the end of the summer. And, um, you know, then you can just do your thing. And I said, great. So I went to this meet and, um, I don't know. Somehow I qualified for Olympic trials, you know, did three months of training and uh, didn't mean to, but did. And then all of a sudden all these people started coming up to me and they were like, you know, we want a middle-aged person to represent us in the Olympics. I'm like, great, going. I'll cheer you up too. And then I realized they're, you know, passive aggressively asking me to do it. And it was just, I think all of this peer pressure of mm-hmm. these middle-aged swimmers wanting someone to represent them in the Olympics. And it's something that no one has ever done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess kind of gave me the fuel. And then I'll never forget. Um, I was trying to find when I finally made this decision and I don't know how you are, but once the decision's in my head, like that's it, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm
0: Yeah. You're- I'm exactly the same.
7: Yeah. I kind of <laughs> exactly had, a,
0: the same. <laughs> yeah, I had a little doubt at first, like, well,
7: is my body going to hold up? I'm going to be 41 in the Olympics if I make right. it. And, what's going to happen to my shoulders. I've had shoulder surgery. So mm-hmm. I had that thought for like, I don't know, a couple of days and then it was gone. And then I was like, okay, got to get sponsorship. So I'll never forget I flew up to New York and I had been on the board, um, to try to get the Olympic t- Olympic games to New York in 2012. So I had met mayor Mike Bloomberg there and, um, we, he and I kept in touch over the years. And so I thought, God, you know, he'd be a perfect person to go ask to get some sponsorship money from. So I flew up to New York with Tessa and we were in the, um, in Gracie mansion having lunch. And, you know, I was getting so nervous to ask him and so nervous. And so finally at the end of like dessert, I was like, all right, Derek, it's, it's do or die here. And so I said, Hey, you know, Mayor Bloomberg, I'm thinking about making a comeback and I want to know if you'd, uh, Sponsored me. And the first words out of his mouth mm-hmm. were, aren't you too old? And he kind of laughed, mm-hmm. you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a kidder like that. Mm-hmm. But those words, no, even if you know he was joking or whatever, yeah. that stayed in my head. I said, that, first of all, I said to him, yes, that's the effing point. Um, that's why I'm doing this. Yep. But that those words stayed in my head the whole entire time. So those next little under two years uh, that I started training for 2008. So for me, whenever, and it's a long story to your question, but um, when anyone says something negative, I try to turn it around and use it as fuel and prove mm-hmm. how wrong they are. I shouldn't have to prove anything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it actually lights a fire mm-hmm. under me and gets me going even more. So mm-hmm. that's what kind of kept me like focused and yeah. is those words aren't you, aren't you too old.
0: And here's Tony. What do you say to people? Like, I mean, from from my understanding, like, your, your programs are intense. They are, I think that they can be a little bit intimidating. And whenever you have people who are, you know, they have really low self-esteem or they're just sitting on the couch, they want to make a change. Like, what is it that you can do to like, how do you encourage those people? Like if, if, you know, if you're like, Hey, let's, let's do this program and you have a new program coming out. Like what would you like, what would be your advice to those individuals? And like, I think, you know, going back to like how (laughs) I was like giggling when, before we like got on the the call together today, because I mean, you are, and my mom is like, my mom is insane. She is, um, in her sixties as well. She's still a competitive mountain bike racer. She used to be Mm. a, um, She used to skydive professionally and do, like, all these crazy tricks. So, like, it's just – I think that, you know, whenever I I see you and, like, everything that you're doing, like, I also think about my mother that, like, people – I hear it all the time. They're like, oh, I'm, like, I'm in my 40s or, like, my 30s or, like, my 50s. Like, like, I can't do that. Like, yeah, you can. And I think that you are the definition of, like, people who think that they – like age doesn't have a fitness, like it doesn't, it doesn't have a fitness level.
8: Yeah. Maybe until you get into your nineties, but there's a whole lot you can do prior, you know? And I think most people crap out in their thirties, forties and fifties. You're right. You know, they just sort of feel like they throw in the towel. But wh- why, why they, is
0: that though? Like, why do you think? Well, that because they...
8: I think that's because they just don't know better. You know I mean? I have an expression that's a little bit irreverent. You know, I made some t-shirts and it says aging is for idiots Yes. And what I'm trying to say there is aging is for people who aren't willing to spend the time and effort to figure out how to avoid to slow it down. You know what I mean? And that that requires a certain amount of education. You know, you don't have to take a kinesiology class or a, or a health sciences class or a nutrition. You don't have to be a nutritionist or anything. You just have to learn sort of the basics. But most people are completely unfamiliar with the basics and they're chasing down this ghost that doesn't exist, which is really some shortcut to try to get to look some aesthetic way in a short period of time so that they can reminisce about the past or hope about the future or do things based on nothing that has to do with them, only about their ego and their desire to look in an aesthetic way based on how they assume other people want them to look. So there's all these really goofy convoluted reasons why we exercise. But once you, you know, once you get off the, that train and you understand that what it really requires is it's about health and wellness and the quality of today, right? So, how do what do I need to do today to improve the quality of today? I wrote a book about it. You know, what I mean, it's called the Big Picture. The, I wrote, I called the book the Big Picture because you, you have to step back and go, well, why are you doing this thing? Because if you're doing it for a reason that doesn't work, then you got to, you know, it's like Einstein. You keep doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result, right? So, I'm going to do something. I'm going to get, I'm going to clear my mind of the bullshit, and now I'm going to begin to exercise. For all the right reasons, you know what I mean? And, and for me, it, it's, a, it's a mental and emotional state that I'm in as a result of what I've done physically. And I like that feeling, so I want to repeat that feeling. I just had a seminar this weekend. It was my fourth one called the Paragon Experience, Paragon Super So a lot of people come in from around. Is that, the
0: is that your camp?
8: It's my camp at my home, awesome. so people stay locally wow. at local hotels. And okay. we max out it, we max out about 28, 30 people. Because of the uh, because of COVID and everything else, we we reduced it down to 12. So, you know, the whole idea here is to keep, get people to understand why we're, they're doing this thing. You know, I mean, what is your purpose, what is your plan, and how are you staying accountable, right? We we tap into all that stuff. You know, we talk about intensity and consistency and, and all the you know various concepts of, of fitness. But you know, I've got a ninja course here and we get we put them on that. I've got pegboards two of them. I've got a 17-foot rope. We've, I've got parallel bars and high bars and rings. And so, you know, there's a little bit of gymnastics. There's a little bit of ninja. There's a little, there's obviously a lot of yoga. You know, I have a one of the top yoga instructors in the city come in and work with everybody. Um, so
0: is your, do you have a gym at your house?
8: I have, uh, I have four gyms at my house, kind of, you know, nice. I, have a, I, have a, I have a main gym here at my home. So I, I had a I had a garage and a back bedroom. I didn't need so I knocked down two walls and I built a pretty good sized gym in here. So, and then in the backyard I have a you know I have a ninja course which is like if you see American Ninja Warrior. It's not that big. It's not as big as you'd see on on, on the TV, but it's there's enough stuff on there that'll it'll kick your butt. You know, and then I have a, another section which is a a pegboard and a. Pretty high pull-up bar and a rope and a beam that goes up to supports my patio. So we turn all this stuff into another area to work out. And then separately, I have a I have a high bar uh, with with rings and um, another pull-up bar, a pull-up bar where you can do pull overs and muscle ups and stuff because there's nothing above you. It's just wide open because it's outside. And then some parallel bars uh, which you can do a lot of you know swing handstands on and dip bells and um, another another.
0: Great duo that we had. This one's for the uh, dogs. Yeah, out there. we had two dog people. Uh, Spikes Canine was one. Isn't that
1: a local? It is a local charity, yeah, right five hundred
0: one on. c three. Um, we got to hear all about Jimmy Hatch's story, and he now has a nonprofit that helps working dogs uh police and military i believe but i know a lot of police they provide ballistic vests for the working dogs yeah um, and they also help with like medical bills and stuff and like all, That's all a over the huge U.S., huge
1: organization around here because i worked yeah. in a few restaurants and i think i like especially in the area that we're in on like Shore Drive. Uh, I worked at two restaurants around here, obviously, before American Brew, and we both did fundraisers for the Spike K9 oh, find- yeah, yeah. Foundation. They're really, they're great really in the community. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was a this year, I rode 25 hours for Spike's K9. So was you that rode 25 you, were hours? You, were you, I I did. This is before. I did. I rode So you did 25 hours. 25 hours. And a 40 hour run. Yes, this year. I forgot about Yeah. Dude, that was that was horrible. I did it out here. Uh, it was uh, it was going into like a St. Patrick's Day party that we had for Spikes Canine fun. Yeah, we raised money for spikes. Oh my god. Did you do it during the party? I did it leading up to the party. Dude, it was so bad. I would
1: have done it during the party to be like and here's our entertainment for the yeah. Ashley no, Warner.
0: On it, the it was machine. bad. It got to the end where I was like, and poo oh and poo like in my mind, but I was definitely not even there. Mm. Um and in fact after we did the row, Liz was like, You should go home. Liz, our actually. manager, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of yeah, one of the managers here. She was like, you should go home. And I was like, (laughs) Roger that. Um, but a great, great story. Here's a clip of Jimmy hatch. And then we also had Emily on there as well with Jimmy and a little bit about his story. If anyone is transitioning from wherever they've been and they want to find their purpose in life and identify with something again, maybe they've, they've lost, they've lost touch. Like what, like, what would you say to those people who feel like that they have lost their identity and they're searching for their identity again? Yeah. What would you say to them?
5: I think I just look back at the mistakes that I made and, and those are learning moments. You know, at the time I was really humiliated and ashamed and those are powerful emotions and that they're actually a waste of time. If I wish that I would have had the courage, remember when I talked about how the guy got up and quit? In Hell and I was like, oh, shit, I can't do this. I just didn't have the courage to continue on. And I didn't understand that I could create an environment like Spike's Canine Fund where you bring good people in and they work their asses off and it becomes a really positive thing. I could create that environment that I enjoyed with my buddies, that I went overseas and fought with, that I felt really strongly with. I could create that environment. And I did with the help of a lot of people. Nobody does shit by themselves. This idea that pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Shut up, man. I don't want to hear that shit. (laughs) Nobody does anything by themselves. I had people in my life that came in and helped me. And but when people do that, you kind of owe them, you know. So have the courage to make mistakes and to try something. (laughs) And if it doesn't work, okay, try something else. Don't be. Afraid. And that's what I was. It really came down to fear. I just wanted to wash it all away, drink, take my drugs. Oh, woe is me, I suck. I failed my last mission in the SEAL teams. I'm worthless. I mean these are things that I felt and still struggle with. I just don't think that I had the courage to say, I don't no matter what, I'm gonna keep rolling. And I think sometimes I don't know that everybody is capable of getting to that low point, but <clears throat> depression is a super selfish thing you 're not selfish on purpose, but I have never been more selfish in my life than when I was suicidal because I felt like there was I had no hope, I had nothing to offer, I was no way I could be an asset, I was a liability to everybody, and I wanted somebody else to come in and say no 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 it 's okay mm-hmm. that 's just not how life is. Right. Be brave, make mistakes, get on with it
0: and then the other k9 story Human reborn. we had yeah that was with uh Ty- tyler he's one of your good Docco friends canine. yeah he's one of my really good friends he was the original he had Cadman, my working canine he had canine cadmin from um birth till he was about one and a half and then i ended up getting Cadman when he was around two so that's kind of where the connection came and then raven went away over the summer she went up to boston uh for like a puppy boot camp like she was there for like four months yeah no it wasn't four months (laughs) it was it was longer than it was supposed to be it was like two months she went into heat (laughs) yeah she went into heat which put like a halt on the training and then i was actually really glad that i didn't have to deal with that thank goodness um but he has such a good story about just his passion behind yeah because he was training dogs he was military
1: military and then he
0: started the uh his company after mm-hmm. he's a firefighter also up in yeah. Boston. And he also talked about some of the struggles he's had as, um, and also get, getting through uh COVID right. His company getting through COVID, some of the struggles that they've, they had even like, even not really with COVID, but just as a small business owner and getting his vision, yeah. um, making his vision a reality. So it was a, a true Bostonite. Yeah. He just got engaged too. He did. did you see that yeah. Also? To Katie. She's they, a, I a, saw like
1: it on his uh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And like the news team was like, "Show us that rock." I know. I was like, "Damn, Tyler, (laughs) you did good." I know. So I
0: told him, Uh, "That's definitely a clip I'm excited
9: to look back on."
0: Here's a clip from our interview with uh, Tyler from Falco Canine. How did you market yourself?
9: So I was like from the beginning,
0: like going from like your apartment, and then you were like, "Okay, I'm just gonna, you know, go
9: get this space." I rented. I have friends that were huge Gary Vaynerchuk fans. Okay. And so I bought the crush it book that was written in 09 and it was primarily social media based. And from there, you know, he had come up with a updated one, but Gary V was primarily my main like go-to guy for marketing and, Hustling yeah. and everything like that. Is and he so, an,
1: he's like a entrepreneur sort of type. Because yes. I'm not I'm not familiar with Gary. Yes. What was his
9: name? Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. So Vaynerchuk. he's big about just hustling,
0: yeah.
9: um, marketing yourself on social media, different strategies. Do you think that he
0: kind of mentored you in a way to like
9: he got me that to space. a certain point yeah. and, and I feel like I outgrew him um, as soon as the company started to really grow. And I actually now have a mentor slash business coach, um, Justin Garcia. He goes by Master Chim out of the Bronx in New York.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What does
9: he do? So he owns an MMA gym. He's also like a life coach. Uh And he has a lot of programs based towards like men. Uh And um, as soon as I started going to him, like our sales um, just skyrocketed. And he's all about like tribalism.
0: Yeah. Did, what does he does he specialize in? Just like small business, or like what? Uh,
9: small, yeah, small business as well as life coach.
0: Just life coaching. Yes. Yeah. Interesting.
9: And he's such a powerful guy to be around. Like yeah. I, really knowing him and and joining, you know, this group uh, with like Katie Matthews, who you know yeah. has been really life changing because, like. It, it just owning the business just became so stressful. Yeah. And something that I personally deal with is like anxiety and depression. And as that burden continued to grow, it became physically aff- affecting me right. and it was crippling.
0: Well, there was something that you said earlier about like the dogs don't care if it's the day of Jesus.
9: Right. So I mean, like you, do, you
0: literally have, when, when you're caring for dogs, live animals, like you don't, they don't know that it's Saturday or Sunday or that you should have a day off, Yeah, or, you know, like they, they don't have a day. There's no day offs.
9: Yeah. Like, and that's, you, that's actually in our employee handbook. Dogs don't give a fuck if it's Jesus's birthday. <laughs> <Like> you <laughs> yeah, have you to work. <laughs> and so what happens is. I spent so much time in what we call, like, the technician role, yeah. right, and, and I was doing the day-to-day one-on-one sessions, daycare, um, like, all this stuff, and I, working 18-hour days that I wasn't being an entrepreneur, I wasn't being yeah. a business owner. Yeah. You yeah. felt overwhelmed and a Yeah, bit yeah, yeah ex- extremely yeah. overwhelmed. Yeah, and understandable. And I just tried to, to cope with it uh, in probably the worst way possible. I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing, but I was drinking a lot. And it only just got worse and worse until I, I got to a point where I wasn't able to swallow oh anymore God. because the anxiety had overridden me. And as a first responder, going to calls and somebody's having a panic attack, you're like, just breathe. Yeah. And you're like slightly annoyed that you're there because you're like, come on, just breathe. And then I started struggling with it. And I was like, holy shit, this is a real problem. Yes, and so I got a almost. empathetic and so through going to these Master Chim uh, courses, and I have meetings with him every week, it just, it's not therapy, right? Like, it's not sitting on a couch. It's, it's actually making changes. And
0: making progress. Yeah,
9: and learning rituals. So <laughs> I was subconsciously, you know, working out, developing new rituals, and then falling back into my old ways.
0: And one of our most inspiring absolutely uh, rich yeah Rich roll he he's is, he is super inspiring um, he went through a lot of struggles Addiction, I think that he struggles. Yep, hit rock bottom he had a lot of health issues mm-hmm. too you now he's a he's a vegan yep he's a, he's vegan. a vegan he's an ultra like health, athlete health does coach, all coach, crazy
1: published author Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey interviewer
0: extraordinaire. Yeah, he interviewed, well, like... We should have asked him how we can get Matthew McConaughey on right, here. Right, should right, like, all Rich. right, all right, all right. She's Rich. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Rich. Uh, his
1: his up, story from, like, just, like, really shows that you can do it yeah. at any age. Because he wasn't this, like, young buck right. when he started getting into these marathons. He was a little bit older, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's literally the definition of if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Because mm-hmm. he... You know, like we yeah. said, he had his issues and he said, fuck this. I'm not going to be this person anymore and totally reinvented himself.
0: Mm-hmm. I was really inspired listening to Rich. And I remember we interviewed him. It was the week before I did my 40 hour run. Yeah. you were asking I, Yeah. Voice. I was like, so I was like, if you were me or if you had to do this feat, would you run around the track for 40 hours or would you go to a destination? and um Did he
1: influence your decision or were you going to do a straight track until you talked to Rich? Mm,
0: No, I was honestly really torn and we made the right decision doing half and half around the track at night and then going to a destination during the day. But I probably I mean, I, I actually had my best day or my best run stint was during whenever I ran from. American brew to towards the ocean front. I felt my best because it did get to the point where, you know, and he had suggested this, he just said, you know, it's going to, you're going to get to the point when you're running around the track and you're going to see the the cooler there. You're going to see your friends there and you're going to want to stop every time. Mm -hmm. And it did. It was, it got to a point mentally where I was like, okay, I need like, I need to go 10 laps before I take a break. Um, and I had to really, like, mentally, like, work through that and talk through that. And so he was right in the um, in the sense of, of it being uh, less tempting for me to stop if I would go from point Flight A to, point, to B. point B. However, definitely going around the track at night was a good call just for safety. Because yeah. we don't have a great running – we don't really – we don't have a great well, running path Sure drive,
1: unfortunately. Well, the sidewalks are broken. Yeah, lights, there's a and, w- one stretch of it where it's, like – you're basically on a highway running yeah. and so I'm really glad you were not yeah. running there at night yeah cuz that would have been I would have been anxious about yeah. that <laughs>
0: yeah so I'm thankful for Rich and some of the advice that he gave me Imparted and his Yeah the with. inspiration that he gave both of us yeah. so here's a clip uh from our interview with Ritual do you think it. that going through these feats of all of the ultra events that you have done and and i would like for you to touch on that uh, after this question but Mm -hmm. do you think because and i know like the mental fortitude it takes to go through these events and and the ultra events of like when everything it's it's a big mental battle i think more than anything because physically it's like whatever your body hurts and then the next you know the next five minutes maybe something else hurts it's like this big mental battle like within yourself. But do you think that because of the mental feats that you have accomplished, do you believe that's helped you fight the sobriety and to stay true to your path?
10: Yeah, it's been it's been helpful, but I don't think it's a replacement for some of the other things that I have to do that are specifically 12 mm-hmm. step oriented and the mistake that you make is when you think like that's your entire solution. It's it's one aspect of the solution and certainly endurance sports have been one of my greatest teachers you know when I kind of went on this journey at the outset I was also having a bit of an existential crisis I was a practicing attorney I hated being a lawyer but I didn't know what else to do or how to find my you know find my calling I'd never really asked myself like what is it that is unique to me like what would make me happy like what do I want to pursue or express in my life and all the time spent alone training for these races was really kind of this spiritual journey of trying to reconnect with my own you know, innate humanity and weakness so that I could become a more self-actualized, integrated human being. And I think getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that are hard and pushing yourself and realizing that you have this unbelievable reservoir of potential and capacity that you've never really tapped into is a very self-affirming act. And it helps you develop the self-esteem that I think is essential in becoming that self-actualized person, which of course will in turn be a buffer against your darker nature, you know, whether mm-hmm. that's addiction or how you interact with other people. Like, you know, addiction is a spectrum. Like you know, if you, you know, like to check out by watching too much television or playing video games or shopping or whatever it is, you become more innately aware of those triggers and the things that are moving you away from your highest self. And, you know, it's a, it's, you know, these, these incredibly difficult ultra endurance races really, you know, when you, when you meet yourself on the trail and you're depleted and exhausted, you can't lie to yourself. Like it strips away the denial and you become more objectively aware of, of who you actually are.
1: What a year we've had. <laughs> what a podcast we've it had. Been,
0: yeah, and we started the podcast in 2020. Yeah, we did. So so here we are in December.
1: Yeah, ending the year.
0: Um, this will, we're actually closing out this season of our podcast. No. I know this will be the last one for 2020. It's and okay. We'll be back. Yeah. We hope to see you guys in 2021. And I just want to say thank you so much to all the listeners. Um, Seriously. Thank you. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you for getting involved with us and the interaction and sharing the podcast. It really means a lot to myself and to Lena. And so I don't know any, anything that you want to add?
1: No, not really. just want to, like you said, thank you to the Ashley Horner fans, the Reborn fans out there that have accepted me into this community and, you know, the, the women and the men that have sent me messages of encouragement. You yeah. know, one of my favorite things that have happened on the show is when I had my episode where I talked about myself. Ah. I've had like 10 women come forward and they're like, you know what? I had a similar story and I'm really happy yeah. someone said something. And that was a really cool moment. And I just want to say thank you to those people that did reach out and tell me their stories. And, again, thanks for letting me be a part of this. And to Ironclad for having me come in and to yeah. Ashley as well. And I'm just I'm very Yay. thankful to be here. Yay. And I'm very excited to see what Season 2 has in I store. I know. It's going
0: to be fun. So and if yeah. you have a guest or anybody that you would like to – send our way that you want to recommend just go ahead and uh, you can send us a DM or you can email us reborn at ashleyhorner.co you guys have a great new year and we will see you in 2021 baby we'll see you next year see Peace. you next
1: year bye guys
4: <laughs>